When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Terrio Media. So you want to be a real estate investor, but you don't want to do the work. If there were only a way where someone else could do it for you, now there is. Tune in here each and every Tuesday on the Epic Real Estate Investing Show for Turnkey Tuesdays with your host, Mercedes Torres. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Turnkey Tuesdays brought to you by Epic Real Estate Investing. My name is Mercedes Torres and I am privileged enough to be partners in crime with Mr. Matt Terrio, the guy who created Epic Real Estate Investing. So, For our repeat listeners, welcome back. Good to see you again. Make yourself comfortable. And for those of you who are just turning in now to Turnkey Tuesdays, I created this show to really help busy professionals who are interested in real estate investing. I created it so they can learn a little bit more about how to do real estate without doing all of the work themselves. Having said that, um, we are very candid on this show and I welcome you. So welcome aboard. So I want to take a moment to congratulate a few people. Just really quickly, uh, those people that purchased great properties with Cashflow Savvy this week, Mr. James H. from Pennsylvania. He closed on his first investment property in Birmingham, Alabama. Congratulations, sir. We are neighbors because I own a property right down the street from yours. Lisa F. from the Bronx, New York, purchased a killer two properties on the same block in St. Louis, awesome properties. You are going to love them. And our St. Louis team is amazing. So congratulations to you, Lisa. Mary Anna S. from North Dakota. She purchased her third property in one year. She picked up another great home in Indianapolis. And this one's a little bit on the suburbs. So it is going to be uh, a perfect complement to your portfolio. And last but certainly not least, Lonnie and Tammy S. from Colorado, they closed on their second investment property just yesterday. So uh, congratulations is an order. I am really happy for all of my investors who have just picked up cash flowing properties to really make a difference in your financial future. Now, speaking of Lonnie and Tammy, They have a really cool story because I spoke with them about a year ago and had an extensive conversation with them. And at the end of the conversation, they were gracious and thanked me for my time. And they said, you know, Mercedes, I think we can do this ourselves. You and Matt talk about it all the times and it sounds so easy that we're going to go try it ourselves. Now, knowing what I know of new investors dabbling in their first investment on their own, I really, from the bottom of my heart, said, good luck to you. (laughs) It's a lot of work. Good luck. And I said, if there's anything you need, feel free to reach out whenever. Sure enough, 
Lonnie and Tommy called me back about nine months after our initial conversation. And they said, you know, we tried it ourselves and it just didn't work. We got uh, property under contract. We live in Colorado. The property was in Atlanta. Long story short, it wasn't the greatest experience. The deal went south and here we are. So we helped them with their first property and then now, just yesterday, they closed on their second. So uh, they came back to us and uh, I have a really good, a huge treat for you because Lonnie is joining us today on our podcast to share not only his experience, but his journey and his story with acquiring the two properties of which the first one he tried on his own. So without further ado, help me welcome Lonnie to our show. Lonnie, are you there? Hey there, Mercedes. Yes, I can. How's it going? Fantastic. You sound amazing. Thank you for joining us. Awesome. And I know that we are missing your wife, Tammy. She's the one that has the reputation around our office that she is hard to get. So even if Tammy is not joining us, we're going to talk all about her. So we're going to make her feel bad that she didn't join us. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. So welcome to the show, Lonnie. How's it going? Uh, How's it going where you're at? I don't know where you're located. I don't remember. Oh, I am in in the beautiful city of Denver, Colorado. Oh, is it snowing today? Yes. Oh no, it's it's nice. It's sunny. It's uh, it's just a good day to be doing this, you know, awesome. and uh, be out and about. So it's a beautiful day in Denver. Beautiful awesome. day. It's yep. an actually really cold day here in Southern California. And when I say cold, it's like ah, uh, fifty nine degrees today, and that is freezing to us. So for those of people that are in, you know, freezing in other parts of the country. Uh, please forgive me. I am a Caribbean queen and 59, 60 degrees is freezing for me. Don't laugh. So <laughs> including you, Lonnie, don't laugh. So uh, Lonnie, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your wife. All right. So um, let's see a little bit about us. We met about 14 years ago. We've been married for 11 years. <laughs> I met her at a Banana Republic store, working retail. And uh, yeah, she caught my eye right away. She's an amazing woman. Um, like I said, 14 years later, we're married and super happy. Um, she kind of, we balance each other out incredibly well. Um, she is my better three quarters, without a doubt. And then we have a new son by the name of Doug. He's actually a fur son, but uh, he's an Australian shepherd that's uh, five months old or so. And he is learning how to be a dog. And we are learning how to be dog puppy parents. Oh, I love it. Four-legged friends are, are the best. So it, funny that you say Australian Shepherd. Matt has had uh, three dogs in his life, and they have all been Australian Shepherds. And now Mateo has been talking about getting a dog to join our family. And of course, the talk is that we're looking for an Australian Shepherd. So anybody out there that wants to donate an Australian Shepherd to us will consider it. Um, I have a rule that we are not going to buy a four-legged friend. We are going to adopt one. So that's the rule. And um, thank you for letting me share that. I want to hear all about Doug. By the way, I love when dogs have people names. I just think they're part of the family. They should have a a people name. Uh, I like Doug better than Spot. So (laughs) yeah. So tell me, tell me, what do you do for a living? What does Tammy do for a living? Okay, so uh, I'll start with Tammy. Tammy is an executive assistant for a big industrial supply company. Um, that's why she can't join us today. She's actually on an airplane flying out to a big conference. Um, I myself um, work for an underground mining company. 
actually spreads internationally, actually, but I work on the underground side. I am a senior supervisor level guy. And what I do is just make sure people's lives are good. So um, that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been doing it for like 20 years. So wow. hopefully um, I'm good at it by now. Really good at it. But um, <laughs> there's still room to grow, obviously. And I'm sure my peers would tell you that. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So you are the dude that actually goes underground. Like, yes. is that you? Wow. I, I am that guy. Yep. So, so you seldom see the light of day. I do. So um, I'm down there for about four to four to five hours a day when I work. So um, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's a whole new atmosphere, so to speak. You know, you have, you have space, you have underwater, you have underground, you have on top of the uh, earth here. Wow, that's pretty amazing. That's a world in itself. That's not space. That's a world. <laughs> yes, yes. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so tell me, how did you find Epic Real Estate? All right. So I started listening to Matt um, and Epic, his do-over guy. And um, so this was about six years ago, maybe four years. I don't know. Anyhow, about then. Try nine um, years ago. <laughs> nine years ago. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So... Time flies. Anyways, I really liked Matt because he was bald. And uh, <laughs> so I liked that part about Matt. But the other part I liked about Matt is he really gave people credit for, um, he gave you credit for doing more than, you know, the typical guy that you want to listen to that's uh, going to control your finances or a gal. He really pumped you up and talked about passive income and that how logical it is to go after passive income. So anyways, that's what I really liked about Matt. And I liked his mantra. I kind of liked how he was doing things himself personally. Yeah. Up to including using passive income and then renting his house. I do that. Yeah. So yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Awesome. I would uh, absolutely second that motion. He is an amazing guy. You said passive income. Why passive income? You know, you're a miner. You've been doing it for 20 years. I, you, I'm sure, make really uh, decent living. And your wife does, uh, you know, is really good at what she's doing. She's an executive assistant. She is now traveling. So you guys make a great living. Why did you decide to consider passive income? We do. And uh, we're very comfortable. It's just that um, I've just seen, this is my own personal family experience. I've seen uh, my grandparents, actually. And they save and saved and saved and saved. And then you get into later years of your life and you just see that savings go away just because it has to take care of them or my grandma now. So I've just kind of watched that happen. And as hard as they worked and everything else that they did, there's nothing else to supplement that, you know? And I think that's what a lot of people are still doing to this day. So Passive income made sense because, like I said, it gives you credit. You can actually go behind passive income. It's not that difficult to do. You just really got to put your uh, put your mind towards it. Um, but it's really not super difficult, and it's very logical. That's why I liked it. I was like, oh, okay, it makes a ton of sense. Why would I want this chunk of change when I can have three hundred bucks a month, four hundred bucks a month, or two hundred, whatever it is, but for the rest of my life? Yeah. Uh, you know, Lonnie, it's great that you tap on that because I can't tell you how many people I speak to that uh, have had that personal experience where they save, 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 and save, and then they jump into retirement at 65, 70 years old, and what they've saved only carries them for about, you know, five, six years. And then what? 
you know, you're 76 years old by this time. What happens after that? So I love that you're thinking that already. Do you mind me asking, um, you know, how old you are? Not at all. I'm 44 years old and I want to retire by the time I'm 50. I want to be done. You know, yeah, I love working. I like what I do. Um, I like working hard, but I would rather do this. I'm just hanging out on my couch right now talking to you. So, uh, and there's a lot of other things I could be doing, you know, on a day-to-day basis besides, you know, getting up and hitting the grind. Yeah, I love it. So your goal is to retire yourself uh, within the next six years. Yes. Is that correct? And my wife, of course, it's our goal. Awesome. You know, we want to be spending some little bit more time in some warmer climates. And then, of course, here in the summer. Awesome. And you guys are are relatively young. So I I will attest to it can be done. It can be done in six years. I would argue that you guys can do it in four, but okay, let's just, I'll give you that six years. You can retire in six years. So tell me, uh, I know why passive income. Um, Tell me about um, why you specifically decided to work with Cashflow Savvy. Tell me about that experience. All right. So, you know, we'd spoke a long time ago. Uh, We had a nice conversation, nice long conversation. And he kind of gave us the ins and outs on how this would work when I looked up cash flow savvy. So, and then I looked and I was like, huh, I wonder if I could do this ourselves, you know? So this is, I'm just being honest here So for the audience. Um, so we went out and we said, all right, we can go find it. So we went and found the property. Um, and we went to Atlanta, Georgia to do this. So we went to Atlanta, found this property and we thought it was pretty good. Thought it was solid. And then when it came time to get the inspection, we just had a nasty falling out with the um, real estate agent. And it was just due to us. Um, what had happened is, once again, being candid, is it was inspection time and we did not get any type of um, information back in regarding the inspection, how things went. So then um, upon questioning that and it being, you know, just too much time had passed, um, without her contacting us, questioned that. And she just pretty much told us to trust, trust. And then kind of gave her the understanding that we, our expectations were that we hear from her more regularly. And we got a little bit of negative feedback and started questioning my integrity, Tammy's integrity. And then that was it. We were done. So it was a bad experience, no joke. And then I was like, that's, we thought we might be able to, you know, put things together ourselves, but then it came crawling back <laughs> to uh, and called you Mercedes again, and you were more than gracious and um, kind of helped us move forward after a, kind of a nasty experience. But I think it helped us grow a lot in just understanding, hey, this isn't easy, but um, when you have put the right team around you, it makes it look easy. Yeah, I harp about the team, but um, I do want to say, Congratulations for inquiring about an inspection and not taking someone's word for it. I commend you for that, especially as a novice investor. I mean, I talk about this at nauseum. It's all about the team and you can ask questions. And if your team is not answering your questions, well, then you don't have the right team. So I commend you for that. And when you get your inspection, inspections are crazy. And I'll tell you because I mean, I've done over 2,000 transactions. I have seen over 2,000 inspections and sometimes they're not pretty. But what I do know is when I walk a property and I compare the inspection to a property, the written word sometimes is so different from the actuality of the experience. And the reason is because the inspector has to over-disclose 
because their license is on the line. Regardless, you should always look at your inspection as nasty as it may seem. So there's something that they were not wanting to share with you because every real estate agent should be willingly giving you the inspection. It's your right. It's your property. So I commend you for that. Well, thank Uh, you. It turned out this one was in a significant flood zone. Oh, well, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> what am I talking Bingo. about? Yeah. Bingo. Okay. Bingo. There you go. I'm big on that just because, you know, I've done my share of inspections, but it, it's so important. So um, I remember speaking to you guys the first time. You guys had amazing questions lined up. You were very thorough. You had questions like written down and Tammy was, uh, you know, you would ask a question and then Tammy would dive in a little bit more. And then I remember you're like, we're going to try it on on our own. And you were very honest about that. So I appreciated that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Sometimes it works. Some, most of the time it doesn't. And when you called me back, it wasn't like I said to myself, oh, I told you so. I really thought, thank God he's back because I know what you're going to get with me. So thank God you came back. <laughs> so tell me, fast forward to, you know, what did you get with me? Uh, you actually got two properties. You just closed on your second one yesterday. That makes me so happy. Um, And then your first one was in Alabama. Your second property, or actually your first property was in Cleveland. Your second one was in Alabama. But I want you to tell me, walk me through the process after you came back and said, okay, I'm going to work with Mercedes and the cash flow savvy team. Tell me what that process was like. Yes. So so once again, you uh, explained everything spot on. So then it was just providing some earnest money or um, a, a, da- a small down payment of $2,500, $1,500. It's okay. a $2,500 deposit to place you into the investor queue. Yes. So, yes. And bam, we're in the investor queue and we're getting all these properties sent to our email address. And what's nice about that part is you don't just see the property. You see all the stats that go along with that property of the research that you guys have done. So then it just becomes, um, it takes the emotion out of it, which I love, you know, it takes the emotion out of it and just becomes a decision, a financial decision. So of course you got little things, you know, like you see houses and you see like the style of house and you look at like curb and and certain other little things that draw you to certain properties more than others. But at the same time, you still have the stats to back it up, which was really nice. So that was that part of it. So you sent us uh, the information. We decided on the house that we like. And still, and still really like, it's a little Cape Cod and in Cleveland, like you had said, and um, see what else. Oh, so you go, th- we went through the, the closing process. Um, Tell me about the lender. How, how did you, oh, what happened to the lender? Okay. So um, we had chosen our own lender um, at that point in time. And we kind of, um, it was just miscommunication. It was just tough. I would just say you guys probably, ha- he hadn't worked directly with you at all. I don't think in the past. So there were just some things that we had to get, you know, tie in a lot of tying together, a lot of, um, you know, gaps in communication here and there. So, and it was, it was, that was really it. So I guess we could all fast forward to the next property is, um, we used your lender the second time because we learned from the first time. Anyways, I'm going to jump back now. So that was, that was just another learning experience. You know, once again, we thought we might be able to still guide ourselves a little bit, but really all, it's just better when you guys handle that. Um, It just makes it easier. Yeah. What we had learned just throughout the process is uh, when 
we in the past have used other lender, it became such a challenge for our clients because the lender wasn't used to working with a turnkey property provider or they're not licensed in the state. And it just became such a fiasco. We now have a rule that you have to use one of our lenders to buy one of our properties because the process is seamless. Now, you can talk a little bit about the process of your second acquisition. We'll talk about your property in a moment. But what was the process like when you went through the acquisition the second time with our lender compared to the first time with your lender? Okay. So the first time took, I bet it was two and a half months to close. I want to say something like that. And it was already tenanted. So at two and a half months, you're thinking I'm losing out on money a little bit here, right? Yeah. So second time, let's uh, fast forward. Second time, like you said, that time it was a month. We closed yesterday, right? And uh, it was about a month. It was fast. It was, it was seamless. It was, it was great. In fact, I got off the horn with Aaron Chapman, like just before we got on the phone about like an hour and uh, he called to check on everything and say congratulations from him and his team. He said, you are the most badass person he knows. <laughs> so, I love Aaron. So, and uh, he is a, just a high energy, awesome guy. And his team is, they're solid. Those, okay. they are solid. Um, everyone we had an interaction with was solid. And on top of it and helping us through and asking for this and asking for that. And it was quick. I mean, I'd come home from work and we'd have three more documents or whatever it was, was but um, we, we rocked it. It was a yeah. month later. Um, so I did a little research and your closing was done in 26 days. Oh, <laughs> yes, 26. 26 days. Yeah. Our record is 21 days. We were closing a property in 21 days. 26 days is, is what we did. Normal turn time is 30 days, just FYI, if the property is ready to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Aaron Chapman is one of the most knowledgeable lenders in the turnkey space. We've been working together for about, I think, eight years and he and his team. They're just diligent and they work really, really well with us. And, you know, a lot that uh, just our listeners and, and our clients don't know, so much happens behind the scenes to make your experience easy and flawless. And it's not easy and flawless on, on the backside of it, behind the scenes, right. but right. we make that for you. So we speak to Aaron and his team probably about 20 times a day because that's how much business we're doing. And mm-hmm. so they cater to our clients because we absolutely, all of us understand each other. We're comfortable with each other. And in turn, it makes your process easy. So I'm really happy that you said that. Cool. So tell me when, uh, tell me about your second property. Uh, the first one was in Cleveland. Your second one is in Birmingham, Alabama. That's right. That's right. I never been to place. Birmingham in my life. Um, <laughs> never been to Cleveland in my life. You know, I'm going to have to go check them out. But, wait a uh, minute. Wait a minute. So you have not seen the two properties that you've purchased from me? Oh, no. No. I trust. So we went through. And I mean, I've even asked you like for an, a second clip on the first property. So um, went through. We looked through it. Um, like you said, the inspectors are actually overstate things. So you get really comfortable from that side. But no, I mean, I saw the videos and... Um, Saw the property. It's very nice property. Really quick, I'm going to to Cleveland. The Cleveland property is beautiful. I still like that house. And um, I would personally live in that house. And that's kind of what I ask myself when I look at these um, properties. Um, if we're going to rent it to someone, would you live there? So in this case, absolutely, I'd live there. In the Birmingham house, same deal. I would live in the Birmingham house. It's amazing the value. In Denver, I'm like, it's amazing the value you get in Birmingham, Alabama, or Cleveland in regards to property. 
um, I look at it and something like that in here in Denver, would, it would be astronomical. So it's just such a solid investment. Um, so yes, the bur- place in Birmingham is, uh, it looks very nice. <laughs> That's, it looks very nice. It looks like a very nice property. Like I said, that I would live in it's tenanted already, which yeah. is really nice. So, um, as of today, we're switching over all that imp- information to us as far as from the property management side. And, um, Yes, because you just closed yesterday, so nothing has Bingo. been switched over yet. Yeah. Uh, yes. By the way, Lonnie, we do a lot of that for you, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, I love the fact that you said, you know, you have not physically gone to Cleveland or Birmingham to see your properties, but they were tenanted, and you've been cash flowing on your original Cleveland property from the beginning. Have you yes. had any nightmares? Have you had property management call you at three o'clock in the morning? Nothing like that. (laughs) So um, we've only had a couple small repairs happen as of right now, which is actually nice. I actually like that. There was a little something under the sink and the tenant was all, they were all over it and had contacted the property management group. And then at that point they handle it, which is really nice. All you do is give a thumbs up or thumbs down, which yeah, give a thumbs up and uh, they handle everything for you. And you can even set what that amount is. So if it's under X, they just fix it for you. So that's really nice. And it all goes into a, a little a slush fund to fix your property if you choose to do so. And they just use that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Awesome. And then uh, your second property was tenanted. So you closed yesterday. And as of yesterday, you are already cash flowing on your second property. Is that correct? That's right. That's <laughs> right. Number two as of yeah. yesterday. So that's two in two years, actually under two years. That's two yeah. in eight months, I want to say. Yeah, it so, has been eight months, correct? <laughs> yeah, doing eight months. So yeah. we're on pace. We're on pace to get this retirement thing done. Yeah. Our typical client buys three properties in one year, and I will make sure, Lonnie, that you fit uh-huh. that third property in within the next four months. <laughs> All right. Deal. Yeah. Deal. It makes a huge difference at the end of the day. Lonnie, do you mind sharing, uh, and you may not know these numbers off the top of your head, uh, but do you mind sharing the ROI on each of your properties? Yeah. I want to say Cleveland's like right at um, 11, 12%, something like that in between there, which is fantastic. Um, Alabama, uh, Birmingham came in at 9%, but I think we actually got a better um, interest rate than I first thought too. So um, I think we came out a little bit better on that one, I want to say. So um, yeah, those are both great. And then um, not to dive into it too much, but we actually use some of our money from a 401k. So we pay ourselves back 6%. And then you factored the taxes in, those breaks. We don't even mention um, equity build. But the property in Birmingham, to your guys' credit, uh, a prey, because I did my own, we had our appraiser done and sent to us, our appraisal done and sent to us, but it came out, it came out higher. So thank you. You're welcome. So um, if I can clarify those numbers for you, your uh, Cleveland property is at 11.2 cash on cash return. Your uh, Alabama Birmingham property came in at 9.8 with equity. Yeah. Now it came in at 9.8 because you did get a lower interest rate. I don't know if you got lucky or if you bought the rate down, but it's music to my ears that you're using money from your 401k and you're paying yourself back with interest. It makes yeah. me so happy. So not only are you double dipping, the reality is you and Tammy are quadruple dripping. Was that quadruple dipping? Yeah. Uh, you're not only getting the cash flow, you got equity 
you're paying yourself back with interest and you are in an appreciating market. So you're just counting the, or I'm just counting that 9.8% cash on cash return. But the reality is it's going to be substantially higher than that. So thank you for sharing all that with me. Um, Tell me, what would you say has been the biggest challenge in this whole ordeal? Oh, shiny things. I would say like I get distracted. Like um, that's just how I work. Tammy is much better at that than I am. She will stay focused, but I get distracted. So I see a house in the Denver market. I'm like, Ooh, do I want to buy a house in the Denver market? But no, I just got to We have to, the challenge is really just containing your enthusiasm and saying, all right, let's just stay on pace do what we said we're going to do. Continue working with you guys to buy the third property within the next year. Rather than doing something here and taking all that potential, all that liquid and using it the wrong way and uh, put it in, invest it with you guys and use it the right way. So I think that's the hardest part is just exercising patience, not getting distracted by the shiny things. You know, that's so well said, Lonnie. Um, We are all big on making piles of income because they're so sweet to make a lump sum of money. And like you said, you know, dripping in $200 a month, $250 a month, it's not so exciting. But the reality is there's more to that $200 a month. So I commend you for looking past that because I tell you, I personally experience that every day and I have a full portfolio. I get a deal on my desk and I think, should I flip it and make, you know, $50,000 or should I make a $200 a month cash flow? It's hard, Lonnie. So the fact that you're focused on the goal is huge. So I commend you for that. Do not keep your eye (laughs) off of that big, you know, retire in six years. Because when you keep thinking that over and over to yourself, you're going to remember, okay, I need streams of income. I need streams of income. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So now that we know um, your challenge, tell me what was the biggest lesson that you got from this whole experience? I think we touched on it a lot earlier and it was just that, um, just kind of stick with, uh, stick with the plan. You guys have done it, you know, don't try and reinvent, reinvent your own wheel. Um, because just beg and borrow, you know, just borrow everything that you guys have done and, and use you guys instead of trying to do it yourself. I think that was, that's pretty much it. Um, that was the biggest lesson hands down and lesson B in this case (laughs) I waited, I drug my feet for like two years. And if I wouldn't have drugged my feet for two years and just kind of made a move, um, we'd probably, we'd be ahead. We'd be, uh, we'd be two years closer to where we are now. So, um, that was just the risk averse side of me kicking in, but it's really a, such a logical process that even being a risk averse person understands that, Hey, just do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. You know, it, you said that about two years, you drug your feet. I see a lot of people, I talk to a lot of people that are self-proclaimed analysis paralysis or they're self-proclaimed terrified and completely understandable to be terrified of a new endeavor. But had you started, uh, you know, two years ago, the property that you purchased yesterday would have been your sixth property and it's yes. your second. So just to our listeners, he himself said, you know, uh, I started two years ago, or I, I, I wanted to think about starting two years ago, and I didn't. And it's cost me, you know, four yeah. properties. So I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So tell me, what would you recommend or what advice could you give to a new investor that's 
on the fence, just like you. They're, they're thinking about it. They want to dabble. They're afraid. They, they're suffering from analysis paralysis. What would you tell that new investor? I would just say, just reach out. You don't necessarily have to commit, but just reach out to your team um, because you guys are going to be able to answer a lot of those questions that um, the new investor has. And you guys are super honest, um, super honest to a point where we, we didn't even bring up a, another property that we had talked about, Mercedes, but um, that, that one is the one you, uh, you told us to stray away from. Um, and that's what I really appreciate with you and your team is the honesty and the trust that you provide. So someone new to this can call you up. You will give them the, uh, the positives and the, uh, the other things to consider when they're, they're making this, what will be considered what is a big step towards financial freedom. So um, I would just say, reach out. You're not committed just by reaching out to you guys. Yeah. Talking talking to you. I totally forgot about the property that I told you not to buy. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that. It was actually right before your second property that you just closed on, right? Yeah. So it was, um, it was just, it was a, the returns were phenomenal. Uh, I was like, Ooh, look at that, you know? And uh, so that was a really good property. But then we had asked you a little bit more say, Hey, um, it was, it was in the flood area. And you just said, I will not let you do it. You know? And I, I don't think we would have anyways, but you just being like, Hey, you cannot do this. I won't let you do this. Um, it just instills like, or it just, um, it just shows or doubles back on that. Hey, you guys aren't in it just, just for you guys. You guys are in it for the people um, like me. Yeah. So, so thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I do remember, by the way, that property is not in the flood in a flood zone, but it is really close to one. And I didn't want to run the risk of you buying a property that could potentially have, you know, flood insurance tagged onto it, you know, in five years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We still own that property and I'm not going to sell it because I don't want, I won't sell it to one of our people. I'll sell it to another investor, you know, outside of our our world. If, if need be, it's cash flowing just fine, but I don't ever want to put one of our investors in a position where it's going to eat up your cash flow because the whole reason we're doing this is for you to create cash flow for your financial freedom. So thank you for bringing that up because I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I kind of did too. It gets, it gets lost in the shuffle, so to speak. No, it's part of your experience. You're growing. So I love it. Um, okay. Final words to our cash flow savvy audience and to our new investors. What's the one piece of advice that you would give that new investor? Oh, um, be cautious, but do it. Um, be cautious, but do it. That that's really all I have. Um, I wish I would have, and your team is great, super easy to work with. Um, and everyone that surrounds you is phenomenal. And the the sooner you do it, the sooner you're going to get to that spot where you want to be. Ah, so I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. You know, like there was always reservations because I had certain programming, but eventually we will be uh, financially uh, independent. Not eventually sooner than later. I'm going to be here to watch it. Uh, Lonnie and Tammy. I know Tammy's not with us. Thank you so, so much for your candidness, for opening yourself up to uh, allow our audience to listen to your story, but more so to be able to resonate and relate to it because Lonnie and Tammy, what you guys have done, uh, more people need to do. And the fact that you've broken it down and shared candidly your experience is going to touch somebody out there. And I know it's going to make a difference, which is the whole reason why we do the show. So Lonnie, thank you so much. Have an amazing week. And uh, I look forward to number three. 
Take and care, thank buddy. you so much. All you right. have an amazing week. All right. Stay, take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Does your money work for you as hard as you do for it? If not, no worries. You do not have a money problem. You merely have an idea problem. We're CashflowSavvy.com, and we'd like to share a new idea with you around income real estate that can transform your financial future and accelerate its arrival. Go to CashflowSavvy.com and download a free investor's package. CashflowSavvy.com. You do not have a money problem, merely an idea problem. CashflowSavvy.com. More ideas, less worries. CashflowSavvy.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.